you never know until you try. I'm definitely not that person who won't do it because I'm afraid of what might happen. I just, I'm very much, I'd rather know. So for me, I think it's this mix of your gut telling you when something feels right or wrong or to explore it more, whatever it might be. But then I also think there's something to like, if you know, if you don't try, you're never going to know. Welcome to the Women Choosing Growth Podcast, where we feature inspiring stories of success, challenges of growth, and lessons learned from women entrepreneurs, industry experts, and thought leaders who have been through the growing pains inevitable as an entrepreneur. Whether you are just getting started or are looking to scale up your business, our show is designed to provide you with the tools, resources, and community you need to grow your business. Join your host, Tina Sue, a lifelong entrepreneur and business growth advisor, as we explore topics such as marketing, sales, finance, leadership, and personal growth, all tailored specifically to the needs of women entrepreneurs. So if you're ready to grow your business faster and smarter, then this podcast is for you. Thanks for tuning in and let's get started. Today, I'm super excited to introduce to you Janine Adams, who is a superstar of Ready Pretty. I feel honored because we have been working together for four years. And when we started working together, it was not really the beginning of your journey. You had even some history before that. But I think that you are the perfect example of women in business who are trying to do all the things for all the people, run a business, grow it. You're a mom, you're a wife, you're a mom of several. <laughs> you're a wife. You're. Yeah, you're this business owner. Now you have staff, so you're a leader and you're also very involved in your community. So I'm super excited to introduce you and share your journey today with all of our listeners. Thank you. That was quite the introduction. I will take it. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Before we go about like telling the story of your whole journey, Let's share about your success because you are super successful right now and and not even stopping anytime soon. Like you're on this path to growth and you have a lot in the future, but you've also come a long way. So share a little bit about Ready Pretty and what it looks like and who you serve. Yeah. So Ready Pretty now has been around for, I would say, five, maybe yeah, probably about five years or so. We are a digital marketing agency. We focus on female-led brands and businesses. I always say I love men. I have two boys and my daughter, but I always loved focusing and serving women-led brands and businesses. That is where like my heart and soul is and where I find a lot of the like happiness in my job. Um, and I'm just so thankful. I've lived in Chicago now for a long, long time and have made some incredible connections with brands, not only here, but across the country. And I just, I'm always thankful every day. I like pinch myself that I get to work with so many cool women um, each and every day. But at Ready Pretty, our focus is on digital marketing. So everything from website design to email marketing, which is my absolute favorite thing. I can nerd out on that later, but I'm going to try not to. Um, Separate episode. (laughs) Separate episode, for sure, for sure. It'll take too long. Definitely content management, execution, and development. So our team, I like to think, is known for a lot of the photo shoots that we conduct for our clients. We are continuing to kind of push the boundaries in terms of content creation, which is, again, one of my favorite things. And we just have some incredible women on the team that help me to kind of elevate 
not only what we're doing for brands, but ultimately what our brands are putting out into the world um, to showcase what they do. And then, you know, just a, a little bit of kind of more general kind of digital consulting for our clients. So I like to think we work with brands who are certainly not right out of the gate, but have kind of hit the point in their journey as a brand or business where they can't do it all themselves. And they realize that they want to take it up a level and are looking for a strong partner to help them do that. So for me, you know, it really is taking a brand who's off to the races and helping them to like put it into like turbo speed, if you will. That's really what we do. It's kind of taking brands to that next level when it comes to digital marketing and really growing and thriving online. Yeah. And I think you, you hit something, you know, similar to what I was saying too, of like, there's a point in every business where you need another, either you need staff or you need a, an expert of some sort. And for you, that's really helping those brands get to that next level. And that's awesome. Yeah. For sure. I mean, I went through that myself as a business owner, <laughs> trying to figure out when I bring, when I was supposed to bring people in, in my own, let alone, you know, I have my clients who are coming to me because they need someone to do what they can't do. So I feel like every business owner goes through this. We just help in a very specific area for them. Yes, I would agree 100% that we, we, <laughs> that's, that's why we're here is to lift up all the women business owners out there who are somewhere along the journey from the beginning to super successful in the end. But there's, it, you can't do it alone, right? There's, you need a tribe and you're part of that tribe for many women business owners. So I love it. So Janine, super successful, like I said, in your journey right now. Um, when you and I started, I told you I looked up some of our notes and your business was different back then. Yes, it was very different. <laughs> we pivoted. We definitely we pivoted. pivoted. <laughs> and this is before pivoting became cool in 2020. <laughs> this goes back to 2019, actually. Um, and and that's really where the the title of the episode today is from. 3K to, well, for you, well over 300K in revenue. And so why don't you share a little bit about like where you were at in your headspace and in your business when you decided to reach out to Cultivate and myself? Yeah. So a little backstory. I worked in nearly every big agency in Chicago from a marketing perspective. So I'd worked in advertising, PR, and content world for a long time. And I'm so thankful for it. It's where I cut my teeth. It's where I got experience. I got to work on big, big brands on the agency side, but I'd always dip my toe into fashion, into the fashion world here in Chicago. So I was a correspondent for NBC five as a style correspondent. I wrote, I was a fashion editor. I was a fashion writer for some of the publications here in Chicago. Um, and I'd always just loved this world of fashion and styling. So I had this great idea one day to, in addition to kind of my day job, I would start working with styling people, um, you know, in and around the country. Cause I, my friends would always come to me for style advice and fashion advice. I love to give it. Um, so what I did is created ready pretty, which was essentially a styling agency, um, where we would work with people virtually and help style them. Uh, that made no money. <laughs> um, I loved it, but I loved it. Um, but it made no money and wasn't serving the purpose was, which was like a fun little side thing to do like in my spare time. And that had many iterations, even before I got to you, to be honest, like we iterated on pricing and what we'd offer and who we'd offer it to. And, and I'm saying we very candidly that we should just be me. Cause that's all it was. There was no one else by any stretch of an imagination, but I wanted it to be a thing, but realized it probably wasn't a thing. 
And it took me a little bit to get there, but I had my day job and I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm fine. Like I'm still making money and this is just like a fun thing. But it started to keep iterating and iterating and iterating into maybe helping someone with a photo shoot or maybe helping with, you know, styling for something a little bit more special. And I realized, I started to think to myself, you know, what am I good at? Like, what am I good at? I'm definitely good at dressing people for sure. But I think my core competency has always been in marketing. And I love marketing. And I knew that I was good at marketing. At that point in my career, I was a vice president of content management, or excuse me, content marketing and delivery for some big, big brands. And it wasn't exciting me anymore. Like, this big brand didn't need me. They did not need me, Janine, working on their content. But where I saw opportunity was with some of my old Ready Pretty clients who also were business owners who were like, gosh, I wish I knew how to build a website for myself or X, Y, and Z. And I started to think, wait a minute, can I kind of connect these two things that I love, which is fashion and marketing? So I came to Tina, to you, to kind of figure out how I can make this a thing and how I can turn this into something that feels a less of a passion project and more of a career and a goal and a, and a job for myself, but B, how can I make it make more money than $3,000 a year? So (laughs) sort of important. So for me, it was really just figuring out, okay, how can I make this a true thing? And before I come to you, you know, I had some clients that I was severely undercharging because I thought that's what I had to do to kind of get my foot in the door. And that's what I had to do to like bring on a client. And I I could argue both sides of the coin that sometimes you need to do that early on. Tina will look at me and say, absolutely not. But I feel like <laughs> at that point, I was just wanting to get my name out there and get started and, you know, all the things that you do when you're just starting out. But um, I am very thankful that, you know, over the course of the last five years, I've figured out a way to create this job that I absolutely love, bring in a staff of women that I absolutely love um, and work with clients and brands that I honestly pinch myself every day that like I get to do this on a daily basis. But like, don't get me wrong. It's hard. It's really hard. (laughs) It's really hard. (laughs) I love it. I love it so much. You just said it is not easy. And I think that is one of those things that we can all relate to. So what are some of the things like I know when you when basically what you just described is uh, I think several people, several women out there who had what is called a lifestyle business, right? It's that thing that we do on the side that we have a little bit of income, hopefully more than three grand a year. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, unless that's your goal, but that's fine. Um, It was not your goal and that's why we pivoted uh, together, but that's a lifestyle business. And so basically you went from that to going, hey, I'm really enjoying this and I'm really good at it. I'm going to make this my income and and then some, right? Like you are definitely, you're a very profitable business now in just a few short years. So what besides you really enjoying what you were doing, like when you think about other people in that same journey as you, what was kind of that defining moment? Because you could have kept doing, you know, maybe 20 grand a year or whatever. Like what was that trigger for you when you decided like, I'm going to go all in? Because you did. You were like, I'm going all in. You know, for me, so I worked um, at the agency kind of in parallel path with growing this business for probably two years, maybe something around there. It's a little bit of a blur. I had my child in there, one of my children in there. So it all kind of blends together. But 
you know, for me, if I'm, if I'm being really honest, I, at that stage was a vice president. And when I looked at a lot of the leaders above me, so that next, next senior VP level in my world, it wasn't the life that excited me. Um, at that point I had two kids and I just felt like I wanted to be able to be honest, call the shots, to be the boss, to, to kind of figure things out for myself. And I never wanted to feel like, you know, I'm very much work very, very hard, but I'm also a mom. And if I want to leave in the middle of the day, cause I got to go pick up my kid or take up, like I'm going to do it. And so for me, that was a big defining moment of like, my schedule was getting so crazy with my agency job. And it was the level of responsibility and all the stress that comes with it. I just kept thinking to myself, if I'm going to have the stress, I want it to be for me and for something that I have built, something that I've created. And as I said earlier, it is very stressful having this business, but there's a, it's a different feeling when it's your name on the door. Like it's, it's like, you're the last man standing sort of thing, you know, last woman standing. Um, exactly. So for me, yeah, it, it was really more about what did I want my life to look like and what, like to be cheesy, like what got me excited? Like what got me excited and what got me excited was working with these, you know, kind of emerging female led brands versus these big brands that we all know that, you know, would be fine if I disappeared off the planet tomorrow, you know, like they will go on. In the corporate world, you're saying those, those. Yeah, they'll be, they'll be fine. You know, um, I just wanted to make a bigger impact. I wanted to make a bigger impact and I wanted to build this life that, you know, I would look back and be like, I did it. Like I did it. Like I built the life that I wanted. So that was kind of the turning point for me after I had my second son. Right. And I remember having your third. Was that during COVID? Shortly thereafter. Shortly thereafter. Yes. But we're glad she's here. We're glad she's here. (laughs) As if, because that was during COVID, right? Wasn't that during 2020? Yeah, I was going to say, she was born in March. I remember that. Because we had all these plans for the business in 2020. And then, oh, I'm just going to have a baby for a little bit. And then like, oh, never mind. The world is shutting down. Yeah. And you made it through. (laughs) Honestly, I always say that was, I mean, that was just such a crazy time. She came on the 27th of February. I remember like the world shutting down March 11th. Those two months, like March, April, May, were some of the busiest months for Ready Pretty. Like truly that those three months like set us up because every single brand that we'd ever pitched felt like they were coming back to us asking for website development because everyone was now shopping online. So if you had a brick and mortar store, it was like, wait, how do I make sales? So that those like that like five, six month period after having a baby, my third child, everyone being like locked in at home was one of the biggest like few months for Ready Pretty just because of what happened to the world. So I'm thankful for it, but also it's like such a blur. Like <laughs> that was such a blur in my life for many reasons. Yeah. It, yeah. For, for every, I, everyone, I can't imagine anyone not saying 2020 affected them. Right. And I think for you being part of that journey, like I said, I feel so honored to be part of that. But for you too, that was a huge pivot because you were working with boutiques before that um, and strictly the you know, brick and mortar. And that was when the world did change for all retail. And you had to pivot along with the rest of many businesses during that time. And now you're working with much bigger brands and just like completely evolved your business due to the world changing. Yeah. I mean, that's a really good point. That was another, there were like 5,000 pivots in my story, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
But that was a big one for sure. Cause you're right. I was working with boutiques and charging probably less than I should have for the work that we were doing. And, you know, quickly realized a lot of these boutiques were going to struggle, unfortunately, because of all the lockdowns. And so I really started to position myself more with brands, um, which made a big and significant impact on the business just because there was more money to be made and more work to be done and more opportunities to showcase kind of a larger suite of offerings um, to these brands. So yeah, that was a, that was a really kind of important kind of pivot for us at that stage, which came out of a really messed up time. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I think there's a a lot of businesses pivoted in that year, but as we think about your whole journey and like you said, like it wasn't easy. There's a lot of pivots. There's women entrepreneurs out there that are probably asking themselves, I know I did when I was growing my business as well. Like, am I even on the right path? How do I know if I need to pivot? Like how, what would you say to some of those women who are like, I think I'm doing the right thing, but I'm sort of passionate. Maybe, maybe I kind of like what I'm doing. How do the, how does one know when, yeah, just pivot and try something else because you could fail at that. That could have maybe been the wrong pivot. You've done a lot of it. What, what do you suggest to some of those women? You know, I don't know if there's a perfect answer for this. And I want to be very clear. There have been a lot of pivots in this business and a lot of tries and see what happens. And some have worked great. But I also want to be very clear that some have not worked out so well either. You know, we have tried different things, different programs, different offers to try to see what works and what doesn't. And I like I'm very much a like I'll give it a college try and see what happens. I'm very much a, you know, you never know until you try. I'm definitely not that person who won't do it because I'm afraid of what might happen. I just, I'm very much, a, I'd rather know. So for me, I think it's this mix of your gut telling you when something feels right or wrong or to explore it more, whatever it might be. But then I also think there's something to like, if you know, if you don't try, you're never going to know, you know, and when I started this business, I did not think we'd be working with brands, but we had to make a choice to strategically go after brands. And it was a great choice to make. We've, again, also done things that have not worked. So, you know, I think there's this level of going with your gut, listening to what your customers are asking for, for sure. Like, I feel like, you know, you get so caught up in the day to day. I am very much someone who does this. Like, you get so caught up in getting the work done that, and you always help me to kind of, you know, see the, what is it? Forest through the trees, trees through the forest. <laughs> yeah. <See> the light. <laughs> you always help me to like take a step back um, to figure out, you know, what do, what do we want to be doing? What do we want to be offering? And then getting myself positioned to do that in a way that makes sense. Um, Cause so often you're just caught up in the day to day. But when I take a step back to, he- to really listen to what my customers keep asking me for, or the challenges that all of my customers are facing or the pain points they have. I feel like that's where the magic happens of like, oh, wait, I've heard like four or five people say they're looking for X. I'm going to create something that can speak directly to that and then sell that out, you know, sell that back to my clients. So I think being able to really take a step back and listen to what your customers are asking for, mixed with a little bit of gut and intuition um, can go a long way. Yes, I think those are perfect. And um, we have a whole episode on really listening to the customer. So that is huge. And we keep hearing it over and over. However, with the caveat that just because your customers want something doesn't mean you need to give it to them. And I know you uh, you would agree. <laughs> like You've been asked some crazy things and you're like, mm, 
not part of the plan. So it's okay to say no, but you just have to listen to those customers. And then I would also add from the financial and business advisor side, got a little bit of gut, a little bit of customer, but then also like have a plan. How does this affect your business? <laughs> like the financials. And I know you do that. I was just adding that to the, like, is this going to cost us more time than, than it's worth? You know, what would, you know, we're all in business for a profit. So like, what would that margin look like if we had a new product or a new service? Um, so that's, I would add that as the third piece of sure. how to really know when to pivot. Yep. Are you an accomplished woman business owner with a story to tell? Do you crave a platform where you can share your journey, the good, the bad, and the ugly? Hey, everyone, it's Tina here. If you're fans of the show, then you know we are a show that celebrates the strengths and resilience of women entrepreneurs just like you. As we're getting this podcasting community going, I thought it would be fitting to an extended invitation to apply to join me as a guest on our Top 100 podcast platform. I started Women Choosing Growth because I believe that real growth happens when we come together and share our expertise and our experiences. We want to hear your inspiring stories, the challenges you face, and the lessons you've learned on your entrepreneur journey. Whether you've triumphed over adversity or faced setbacks head on, your story has the power to inspire and empower other women just like you. This platform is for you to showcase your achievements, highlight your expertise, and create meaningful connections within our community. So if you're a fearless woman business owner, unafraid to open up about your path to success, we want you on our show. Go to www.womenchoosinggrowth.com and join our community. From there, you'll be given the chance to fill out the short application. If you believe that you have a story to share, then why not? Once again, it's www.womenchoosinggrowth.com. I can't wait to feature more amazing and talented women in this community. Now, back to the show. There's a point when you are your own bottleneck. Yes. There's several points, actually. Even when you have staff, you become a bottleneck again, as most business owners do. So tell me about that, the challenge of when... Because this is like one of the hardest things I hear from business owners of having to be and hire someone because they're never as good as the business owner themselves. <laughs> and then it's, there's the money, right? Like, oh my gosh, I'm bar- I just started making money and now I have to pay somebody that's going to eat away at the money I thought I was making and all the mental challenges that we go through with that. So how was that for you? I mean, this has definitely been this to me, like the scariest part. Um, but also the most rewarding part, to be honest with you. So true story. I worked at one job before I like finally left. So I left agency, then did some consulting at an agency and whatever. We won't even share all the details, but I worked with just a tough, tough boss, just not the nicest. And I always told myself, and this is when I was really thinking like, okay, I'm going to start this business. I told myself, if I ever have a business, I'm going to make the best possible situation for my employees. It is going to be a place where everyone feels heard and listened to, and it's good vibes and good energy because I came from a place that just was just tough. So fast forward to today, we've got three people on the team who I just adore, just really incredible, really smart, 
sharp women that helped to run this business. And it was so important for me that when I brought them on, I made this place feel as good as it possibly could. And that you have a place to share ideas and never feel nervous and never feel scared and all of those things. So I'm so thankful for the women that I brought on and how we brought them on. But to say it wasn't scary to bring on my first employee and then the second and then the third was like, I mean, you know, I was like beside myself. I We kept numbers to see like, can I really do this? Can I really do this? And, you know, again, we looked at the numbers to see. And it came to a place where you, you nailed it, um, Tina. It's like I couldn't do everything. And I was starting to mess things up because I was trying to get it all done. And, you know, I've got three little ones and a life outside of work. And for a stretch of time, it felt like I was legit not sleeping. Like it was just, it was nonstop. So, you know, it was one of those things I had to just kind of take that leap. Like I leapt to start this business. It was like another leap of, okay, if I want to see this grow and really be a thing, this can't be a one man, one woman thing. Like that's not, that's not a business. Um, but it was definitely, it was definitely a a scary time, but I'm so thankful I did. I did it three times over. So thankful. (laughs) Three times over. And, and they're all absolutely helping you get to that next level. So yeah, there's one thing about being the bottleneck and, and you can't be a better friend to yourself, right? You, You need to sleep. You need to be there for your husband, for your children, for your community, for your sleep. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And for your clients, like you said, you don't want your your actual product, which is a service to start deteriorating because you are afraid to hire somebody. For sure. But looking at the numbers, making sure it makes sense, putting that all together in a plan makes it a little less scary, but it's still scary. For sure. A little less. A little less. (laughs) A little less. Every time time we brought someone on, my life has gotten like a little bit better, honestly. Like I'm able to free up my time, focus on the things I want to focus on. And yes, like every time, you know, knock on wood, the business has grown. So if we just keep following that model, you know, we'll hit the goals that I want to hit. But yeah, it's definitely as a newer business owner, it can feel like, oh my goodness, we just started making money. Like we're about to give this to someone else, but it's always worked out. Thank goodness. Typically staff, when you hire people, they should eventually bring on more revenue, therefore more profit. It's just it usually is what you've heard me say for you. And I say it for other business owners. It's like, how how short is that runway of where they're costing us money versus doing something, even if it's administrative, where they're not like client facing or billable, they should be relieving time from you or from others to be able to go do more. So that's the key of why we have staff to get to the next level, right? Yep. So what does the future bring for you when you when we have this moment of reflection of the last four or five years for you? Huge, 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 huge difference from where you were to where you are today. And it's feeling pretty good for you today. Now, fast forward five years, like what are your, what would keep you awake at night thinking how big your company can be, who you're serving, the team that you have? What's your feelings right now as I paint that picture for you? I mean, it gets me excited. You know, like I can see, like I do, I have big goals. And I I think with this team in place now, I'm seeing how we can make those a reality, which is really exciting. I think if you would have told me five years ago, it'd be me by myself trying to hit these big lofty goals, I'd be like, there's just no way. Like, but I didn't even have in my head, like, oh, like, 
I know I have to bring on more people. You know, you're just thinking like, how do I get through this client project? Yeah. I'm working on, you know, the deadline today. Right. <laughs> so for me, yeah, you know, my, my hope and goal is that we can continue to grow the team. In my mind, I, I've never really wanted a big, big agency. Um, I want to really know the people that I work with and trust the people that I work with and create this almost like family type vibe. You're with the people you work so much. So I want it to feel like a close knit crew, but I love to see the team grow by a few more people. I'd love to get into kind of a bit more education piece around, you know, digital marketing and maybe offering some more information around that for people who are maybe in the DIY phase of life and maybe not ready to hire a full agency just yet. Again, I have heart for kind of these growing businesses. So I want to create tools and resources and opportunities that they can do what they can with what they have in the hopes that that'll get them to the place where they can work with our agency down the road. So I always kind of had that in the back of my head of what the future might look like. Um, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see what we do. Yeah. We'll see what we do. I, I love it. I'm all, I'm all for it. And hopefully I'm still on the journey with you five, 10 years from now. And like at your, at your child's graduation that I was there for the birth. <laughs> sure will. Full, full circle. Full circle. Full circle. <laughs> uh, and the reason I asked you about that future is because I think so many people don't think past, like you said, that deadline today or the, oh my gosh, of maybe the next, maybe the next 12 months, some people do. But I think all of the challenges that you go through and all the pivots and all of the things that a business owner is dealing with, like if, if they can just, if everyone listening right now can just take a moment and think about where is my business in five to 10 years and paint that picture for yourself. I think the pain and the anxiety and the sleepless nights and the childbirths and whatever else we have going in between there, make it all worth it when we can see that end goal. Would you agree? Yeah. I 100% agree. I think the to shout you out, honestly, and I think it's such a basic, it's such a basic thing that you think you would do. And maybe I was one of the few people that hadn't done it at that stage. But you know, we sat down and you were like, what's the goal? What do you want to do? Like what from a revenue perspective, where do you want to be? From a what the business looks like perspective, where do you want to be? And you know, we put down what that number was and we as we do every year. And then it was just like, okay, how do we go get that? And we just very clearly broke it down by projects, by offers, by what, you know, and it made it so much more attainable slash achievable when I saw like, okay, I just need to follow this blueprint to get to what number I want to get to. And I, I really taken that over these last few years of like, that's, it needs to be my primary focus. Um, and bringing on the team has certainly helped that, but it's like, how do I get to a place where I'm just chasing that number by following these very specific whatever they, whatever we've decided is going to help me get there. I think doing that as a business owner has been like invaluable for me as I've grown this business. Yeah. And you're not the only one that hadn't done that. That's very common. And I honestly, I think I was the same way in my first business. I'm just like, okay, here's the services we provide. I need people to hire to do that and just take every day by day. And I think I was three years in the business. I mean, I teach this stuff now, but I, I didn't know it then. And it wasn't until like, I don't even know where I'm going. And someone asked me what my goals were. And I'm like, hmm, make more money, maybe? You know, <laughs> like, yeah. oh, I had this in revenue, maybe 20%. That sounds good. And until I was like, well, how are you going to get there? Oh, oh, I have to have a plan. <laughs> and so thankfully, I had a mentor that set me straight. And that's, it's very common not to, especially if, I, I don't know if it's, I feel like it's mostly women. 
because we are so much on our intuition and our gut and our feel. And like, we want, like you, you want, you love doing this. It's your passion. You enjoy what you do. And sometimes we get caught up in that, in, in the beginning of our business. Like it makes us happy and we like the people we're working with. And I think it's just for some reason harder, my opinion, that men have more of a strategy. Well, we need to change that. A strategy. And we're like, we're doing nice things with nice people. <laughs> We've always been an advocate of a good plan. So um, it's definitely helped us to execute better and smarter and stronger in the last few years, for sure. That's perfect. So maybe that is your answer. But if you had to go back and do one or two things differently, would there be anything? And if so, what would it be? Honestly, I'm going to give the cheesy answer. I don't know. I think every every like misstep or pivot or change like set me up for exactly where I am right now. Um, you know, I, I feel like I'm exactly where I actually, no, I feel like I'm ahead of where I thought I would be in this business, which is a really good feeling. Are there, would I have maybe started the marketing piece sooner? Would I have quit the styling piece earlier potentially, but I, everything kind of lined up in a way that if this wouldn't have happened at this time, I wouldn't have been connected to this person who set me up with my first client who is still a client of ours today. So I don't know. I think I always have been a planner for sure, for sure, for sure. I think I, I don't think I would change anything. I, I think I, I'm exactly where I should be right now and excited to see where the, where the future goes next for us. I love that. And I typically ask a, our guests that same question, and that is pretty common. Um, and I typically feel the same way. I feel that way about my personal life too. Like, yeah, probably some things I shouldn't have done. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You know, it is, it's also made me who I am today. And I, I feel like that is probably the, the thing for listeners to go on is like, you're going to make some changes. You're going to make some pivots. You're going to go too fast on one thing, too slow on another. Yes. But really it's like, you're on a journey, have people in your, in your circle, right. That can, can help you. Don't be afraid to reach out and, um, yeah, have a plan. Have a plan. <laughs> have a plan. <laughs> Any final words? I love that you shared your whole journey from, you know, pretty much no income. Um, <laughs> the first year of business, <laughs> actually, which was like your second year of business to, um, successful today and, and such a big picture for the future. Um, any last words for women who are somewhere on that same journey with you? Oh, I mean, how much time do you have? I feel like if I, <laughs> if I could like, chop it into a few words and be like, just go do it. Like do it. Like go after the thing, you know, it's so cheesy, but also so real of like, if you want something, yes, of course you have to work for it, but like you have to start, like just start whatever the thing is that's been like in the back of your mind, just start. And if you've already started, keep going would be, you know, keep going, you know, things may take time and I don't believe in, overnight success. I really don't. I feel like, you know, Instagram makes us think that everyone's crushing it and killing it at all times, but there's so much work that happens behind the scenes to get to that one little highlight. So for me, it's like, take the small wins and eventually they're going to grow into, into some bigger wins. And I feel like I'm a true testament to that. Again, I made $3,000 in a full calendar year, <laughs> you know, five <laughs> five years ago. Um, so I, I just feel like, again, and you know, I appreciate you saying I'm such a success these days, but I see my, I see so much more for what we can do and be to, to really define like my definition of success. So I, to me, it's, 
if you haven't started, start. And if you're in it and it's feeling rough as it does for me on the daily, a lot of times, like keep going. And that's what I try to tell myself when things are a struggle bus over here. Um, there are so many good moments, but also not so good moments. Um, so keep going, keep going. I love that, Janine. Thanks for being real and being open and honest. Cause like I said, I think you are right there along with all of our listeners and the women who are just on the struggle bus and on the success bus. All, somehow it's always the same bus. <laughs> same bus, same bus different seat. Yeah. <laughs> Front seat, back seat. It's it's a bus. We're heading in the right, go in the right direction is the analogy. Yes. Just keep driving. For sure. For sure. I love that. Thank you for your time today. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. The Woman Choosing Growth Show is not just another podcast. It's a tribe of women helping each other grow. So please share this podcast with all the women entrepreneurs that you would love to see succeed. If you'd like to know more about customized business advising through Cultivate Advisors, download business tools, or sign up for upcoming events, visit www.womenchoosinggrowth.com. Once again, that's www.womenchoosinggrowth.com. Remember, we are in this together. See you on the next one.